truthfully, we all require balance. And what balance looks like through these masculine and feminine poles are the masculine is the master of the time and space, and the masculine is the one that's moving forward, and the masculine one is the one that is creating sustainability, creating structure, creating stillness, creating clarity, sitting with focus and consciousness and deep meditation. He's grounding. Hello and welcome back to Embodied Relating with Brady Mack. I'm of course your host, Brady Mack. And today I want to talk to you about the thing that could be most distracting to you and your life right now. And I'm in this bubble of personal development and self-growth. And if you're watching this, you're probably either in that bubble as well or curious about that bubble and i just want to break some things down because it can get really easy it can be really easy to get lost in all of the work right all of the different practices from journaling to meditation to breath work to coaching to therapy to you name it somatic practices so how do you know what to do when? Well, for me, because I'm a coach, an author, a yoga teacher, a cranial sacral therapist, a clinical breath worker, and many more things, I have all of these different skill sets that I can use and choose when I use what skill when. Now, I have some regular practices, like I have a pretty standard breathwork practice and an embodiment practice. I play sports a lot. So these are things that really help me stay regulated, help me stay in community, help me uh, create a life that is really enjoyable and embodied. And for a lot of guys, I just got off a, a men's group call. And for a lot of guys, what I've noticed is they can get lost in like just doing the thing. Right? So Sometimes we think the work is, uh, I just need to push a little bit further with my business. I just need to hit that one last goal before um, that, then everything will be great. And, you know, I'm all for accountability and crushing your goals and having the masculine drive of making sure that we're actually moving forward in life. And I also don't think that life turns out to be perfect through just ticking the boxes, right? The boxes are, are part of the structure. You want to be moving forward. You want to be taking the steps to, you know, for me, it's moving into this, this new home that feels really good for me and my family and buying all of the furniture and moving forward. These are some of the things I'm working on right now and some of the boxes that I'm ticking. But What's really special is to observe what's happening inside of those boxes. What's happening in the in-between moments. Am I so caught up on ticking all of these boxes that I'm not actually present with my partner? You know, the in-between moments when we have dinners together and more time together and, you know, 
is, or am I ticking all these boxes, but it's creating more conflict? Or can I tick these boxes in a sustainable way where I'm also engaged with life, right? I'm really here, I'm really present. I'm talking to you right now. I'm connecting to you right now. I'm with my partner when she's in the same room. I'm connecting to her. And I'm really clear and there's times that I'm going to step away from that. I'm going to be in my office and I'm going to focus on the things that I need to focus on. But what's really important is to set up containers for myself for these different situations, right? And you can set up a container in a few different ways, but really what you want to end up doing is having the right time and space, right? When I think about the masculine, he's the master of time and space. So he's deciding where you are and for how long you're there. And if it means setting up a container for myself to be more present with some of the work or some of the practices, it might look like I set on my calendar from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I'm going to be on my yoga mat. That's a container, right? I've really just set that for myself because I know where I am and what time. I know in office hours from roughly 9 a.m. to 5 or 6 p.m., I'm mostly going to be in the office, aside from you know lunch breaks or if I choose to go out and do something else that day. I've set that for myself, and I know what I'm doing in that time space. And this is really powerful, right? It's, it's really important. And then you know I also know after that at six, I'm going to go for a surf or I'm going to go play some tennis or paddle. And, you know, around seven, I'm going to have dinner with my wife and I'm going to be fully present for that. But having these containers is really important to know what I'm doing when. I've got a really strong journaling practice. I try to journal every morning and every night. And having that set time, even in my calendar or having my my journal is just on my desk over here open and maybe a candle nearby really sets the container right it's 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 not just knowing where you're going to be but it's also like how can you make that space perfect for the thing that you're doing now if that's you know for focusing on work and and you know journaling then i'm going to have you know my laptop and my my journal if I'm focusing on more of being present with my wife, if that's something that, you know, I know that our relationship needs, needs some attention. It deserves some attention as of lately because maybe I've been going really hard at work in the office. That's going to be something that I'm going to set a container for. I'm going to make sure the bedroom is set up in a really beautiful way. I'm going to make sure that we're going out to dinner and we're, we're enjoying ourselves. We're laughing together. We're playing this subtle game of flirting while we're, while we're connecting up into the point when we're in the bedroom. When we start to make love, how, what is the music like? What is the smell like? What are the sheets like? Are they new? Is there a sense of, of connection and togetherness? Are there flowers in the space? Have I thought about all of the perfections of the time and the space? Do I know that we don't have anywhere to be? You know, it's not just, oh, we have 15 minutes. Let's let's jump in for a quickie. No, it's it's let's set aside three hours. Let's set aside more than enough time to have this ceremony of lovemaking. So how can I create these different containers for myself? Now, 
we talked a little bit about work. We talked a little bit about, you know, lovemaking. There's other things that we need in life, right? Because the masculine part of us that wants to move forward and go and go and go and tick the box and be on purpose and be in his mission, that's all good. But if I'm only living on that spectrum, I'm going to burn out. And most other humans are as well. Because life requires balance from us. Life, our nervous systems, the earth, everything on this planet requires balance, right? And if you look anywhere in nature, you'll find balance. And so the minds can create this disbalance or this greed, or, you know, sometimes we disguise it as ambition, right? When we think about a cancer cell, a cancer cell is something that takes more than it needs and it continues to hoard more than it needs and it takes and it takes and it takes. And in biology, you know, we, we call it cancer. In human beings, when they take more than we need and we continue to take and take and take and separate and isolate ourselves, we call it ambition, which is hilarious, right? Because truthfully, we all require balance. And what balance looks like through these masculine and feminine poles are the masculine is the master of the time and space. And the masculine is the one that's moving forward. And the masculine one is the one that is creating sustainability, creating structure, creating stillness, creating clarity sitting with focus and consciousness and deep meditation. He's grounded. And the feminine is the movement. The feminine is the energy. The feminine is the feeling, the sensation, the embodiment practice, the dancing, the laughing, the singing, the, the play, the movement, right? So the, the feminine side of us also needs to be nurtured. That might happen through art, or it might happen through dance, or it might happen through a, another practice, right? But these things that really nourish us, the feminine is very nourishing. So the things that nourish us are the things that are going to cool down some of that masculine fire and drive and uh, fuel that moves us forward in our very masculine practices, we also need a container for ourselves to experience nourishment. Now, if you're in a long-term relationship, you may have your partner as a feminine being, if you're, if you're the masculine being, and you can use her as a nutrient, as this thing that cools your fire, that soothes you, that nurtures you. And that can be a practice in itself. I'll do another podcast on that at another point. But there is a quality of soothing and nurturing of the feminine that you can allow yourself to take on, to notice, even if it hasn't been that way previously. That's the power of consciousness and creating containers in time and space is we can evoke that in another. We can evoke their nurturing feminine qualities and allow for that to be beautiful, right? Their radiance, their beauty. How can we allow for that to wash over us and just cool us? I think of at the end of a long day, guys just going to like a, a, maybe a bar and just watching this woman on stage just singing and, and they just, 
they just have a chance to exhale, to unwind, to allow for that to wash over them. Now, if you're not in a long-term relationship or not in a relationship at all, and just not very nourished by the feminine around you, you can also create this for yourself, right? Because the beauty of being a human being is we have a masculine and a feminine side. So the process for that isn't just, you know, being a dancer and just becoming this real feminine being that uh, drops all of the boxes that you're ticking and drops all of the forward momentum that you have as a masculine being, but rather it's to be the masculine for your feminine. So it's to create a container or a space for your own embodiment practice to create time and space for yourself to drop, to feel deeper into your body, to feel the sensations, to feel what it's like to express, to have spaces where you can express, and that might be through art, or it might be through uh, group coaching, or it might be through meeting with your really good friend that you know you can share anything with, and just getting things off of your chest, expressing, expressing, and that's gonna help cool the fiery momentum of the masculine. So we have both, right? And it's important that we understand when to use what. For me, my day typically looks like in the morning, a bit of more of a feminine practice and embodiment, but also then I go into a masculine practice of structure and routine, meditation or journaling, planning, right? Creating a time box for all of my day understanding what I'm doing when. So I create the structure for myself. And part of what I'll schedule in every day is some fun, an opportunity for me to go play a sport, to go surfing, or to, uh, have, or to do a yoga class. I'll plan that into my schedule alongside with all of the to-dos, right? Alongside with um, taking scheduled meetings and alongside with and recently, uh, because I'm creating this amazing relationship course, which is just going to be the ultimate package with everything all in one um, that I teach in my you know, thousands of dollars worth of coaching programs, I'm going to package it all up. And so what's been really fun is in the middle of my day every day, I've had this opportunity to just go into creation mode. So I book aside an hour about midday and I've got all of these pencil crayons of all these different colors and I've got this new book that I've... I've decided is going to be the book for creating this course and I'm in there with colors and I'm, I'm it's a really creative process for me to be able to take all of the information and knowledge and all the teachings that I offer in my programs and put them into one creation and so that's been a real feminine creative outlook for me at the middle of my day right so I have all of these planned areas and times and spaces for my creativity, my expression, my, my feminine side, my movement of my body, the feeling of my body, in between all of these more constru constructed uh, meetings and um, admin stuff and scheduling. And so there's, there's both happening. And it's, it's been really fruitful for me to be able to drop deeper into creation. That was a, a big lesson that I learned this past year was I love to create and I never thought of myself as an artist. But now as I'm starting to create things, like I've just written a book and I've just created a course and I'm creating 
things for my business and I'm creating a, a baby at the moment. Like we're, we're about to give birth, which is amazing. So all of these things, I, I really became a creator this year. And I realized through um, a retreat that I was on this year was we did this big art ceremony and I was very in my masculine and pretty uh, disconnected from my creative side. And I, I didn't think there was much to that you know, painting, I thought it was kind of like for kids, you know, and we ended up doing this whole art ceremony for a full day. We had these big, huge canvases and every color paint, and we were just painting and painting and painting for the whole day. And at the end of the day, with this group of people that were on retreat with me, we went and we looked at each other's paintings and we shared with each other what the paintings meant for us. And then everyone shared what they saw in the painting. And this, pra this practice was amazing because I was doing something that I thought was seemingly meaningless, you know, creating a painting. But then at the end, when we all shared what our paintings meant to each other, I realized that creating art was the most meaningful thing that we could ever do because it's an expression of us in a way that I can't put into words, but people got to see me and hear me in a way that they wouldn't usually. And I got to share a message with, with who I was that day and what I was feeling at the moment in a way that I never could. And this was the, the most amazing experience of, of creation. And so now I see myself as an artist. I see myself as a creator. And I really, understand that this is how things life is birthed into the world is is through the process of creation which is both the masculine setting up a ceremony a time and a space for creating art and then the feminine to come in and be the creation to be the flow to be the nurturing and so this is um how I like to balance my masculine and feminine sides in structure and creation. And what the most important thing for me in all of this is to remember is how we relate. Because it's not just about doing the thing, right? It's not just about ticking the box or making the art, you know? It's about actually sharing that with others. It's about sharing that with others. Sometimes we think, you know, I, oh, I just gotta move forward in my business. I've just gotta do this thing. And I've gotta, I've gotta, you know, hand out flyers, let's say. You know, I've gotta hand out these flyers and I just have I've been procrastinating doing that and I just haven't, you know, handed out the flyers. And you might on surface level think, well, okay, like you just, you know, step it up, take accountability, just hand out the flyers, just do the thing, and then you'll feel better about it. But what we fail to recognize sometimes is there's a deeper process underneath, right? What is it that's stopping you in the first place from handing out the flyers? What is the deeper underlying experience that is withholding you from stopping, from, from handing out the flyers? Well, maybe you had an experience when you were younger where you, you were giving something away or you expressed yourself in a certain way or you showed yourself or you said something and then you had some pushback or you were exiled from a certain community. 
Maybe you were rejected at some point, right? And then you thought, you know, it's not worth myself putting myself out there, sharing my craft. It's not worth sharing my opinion, right? And if that is the case, it's not about handing out more flyers. It's about dealing with what is underneath. And actually, the most powerful practice of all is restoring integrity with those people from your past. So how can you actually reach out to those people that maybe rejected you previously or exiled you or shamed or blamed you and explain yourself to that person in a way where that relationship is no longer open and having control over you, but in a way where that relationship now is complete. So you've closed that loop. Now when you close the loop, I'm a visual person, so I like to visualize these loops stacking on top of each other. And if you had a loop that was open, it wouldn't be very structurally integral. But if you have these closed loops that stack on top of each other, you can start to build on that, right? And you can build and build and build. And so closing these loops in our life supports us in building our life. All of a sudden, you heal those relationships from before by setting up a container and speaking with integrity. Go check out a previous episode called Giving Feedback, Not Criticism, for the formula to do that. You start to build this life that all of a sudden you love expressing yourself. You love handing out these, these flyers. You love telling people about your business because you've healed those past relationships. I'm going to end it there because this is a, a longer video. And... I want to know, before you leave, what have you learned? What is one key takeaway that you've learned? Put it in the comment section below. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.